welcome to SED. I'm your host, Jane Dagme, Editor-in-Chief of Designers Today. SED covers the wonderful industry of interior design from various, often eclectic, angles. At its most literal, SED is the spoken complement to what's written in the pages of our magazine. Esoterically speaking, SED, S-A-I-D, stands for Something About Interior Designers. In a nutshell, the podcast is devoted to the ongoing curiosity and admiration we have for these diverse, passionate, and often quirky individuals. SED celebrates the way they think, work, live, and define themselves. Enough said. Let's get into our show. Designers, HALS is excited to announce a brand new initiative focused on serving your specific needs as design pros. HALS Pro is a new pro-exclusive destination where you can access new tools, education, and analytics to take your business to the next level. You're invited to explore HALS Pro, which includes the brand new CRM tool to manage client inquiries, marketing to build your company brand, plus Ivy, the incredibly popular designer software for managing your business. Learn more at pro.house.com. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining the podcast. This is an extra bonus episode because these times call for flexibility and trying out some new things. My very special guest today is Natalie Riddell. But before I introduce you to Natalie, I want to share something that we recorded months ago that totally cracks me up. Back in the day when we used to go to the office, one of the predictable sounds that used to waft through the halls was the sound of a deep and contagious belly laugh. It belonged to Rachel Meisterberg, one of our sales managers. Hearing it day after day, I had the desire to capture this joyful and hearty sound, on the podcast and dispense it as needed. Like, um, now seems like a pretty good time. So I'm going to play the recording from the day that we made the laugh track. Rachel is on her way to a meeting, but we steal her for two minutes to laugh into our mics. Here you go. Me too, so no I'm kidding. <laughs> well, we'll you in. Yeah. This is great. All right, cool. So yeah, so we've never, I mean, just, um, we're, I'd like to do like two or three and just get them on so like you know and you're so so funny but just, I appreciate I mean, it do you need me to prompt you at all or um yeah how long will it take just because we're getting ready to go in. oh okay perfect all right I mean anybody okay, say so, anything remotely funny and I'll laugh so what we'll do is we'll do like we'll do a, we'll do a, a laugh and okay we'll pause and quiet and then then we could just keep rolling and then we'll we'll boot up for another one right okay is that good okay um We can all pitch oh. in, okay? Okay. So, so Here, I have, a, I have something that always works. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. <laughs> that was very good. Did that record? Okay, good. <laughs> I felt like Ron Burgundy there. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was good. I mean, I think if we just keep, you know, doing weird things, like yeah. Oh gosh, see when. Okay. Um, laugh on demand. It's not easy. No, I know. it's not. And this is someone that laughs all the time. It's right. like you, you know. just laugh naturally. So now I do. Laughing on demand. I know. Do you know what my license tag says? Laugh, L-A-F-M-O-R with an exclamation mark. Does it really? Yeah, because la- you need to laugh in life. you got to laugh more. I love that. I know. Everybody's too uptight. Like, like, like a building or a company. Yeah. Laugh more enterprises. <laughs> that could be my company. <laughs> so. Um, okay. Well, okay. Okay. We have no time, so. Um, yes. Laugh, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was actually kind of fake, but. Oh, that actually sounded good. It sounded good? Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. <laughs> See, it makes everybody laugh when I start laughing. I appreciate that. Thank you. Laugh tracks could be so funny just to on this play as bloopers. It's hilarious. You guys good? Yeah. All right, cool. Good. Well, I mean, I, I want to. If we need you again. You we'll, can we'll always call me. That was pretty I will be right here. Yeah. 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 Y
Yes, I loved it. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Now on to designer and Instagram sensation, she'll crack up that I said that, Natalie Riddell, also known as Commander in Chic, whom I first met in Las Vegas about five years ago with her golden hashtag by her side. Natalie would saunter into showrooms and set up the most memorable photo shoots with her trusted hashtag, Hashi for short. Of course, I yearned to be in one of these art-directed tableau where the participants were seemingly caught in time, being chic and dramatic. And Natalie did cast me in a few. The golden hashtag was her way of spotlighting her favorite market finds, and the industry definitely took notice. One of the designers she was hanging with in Vegas was Kim Roger, and you could see a friendship budding between them. I asked Kim to say something about the commander, and here's what she said. Hi, my name is Kim Roger, and I met Natalie Rydell in Las Vegas at Market about five years ago, and we were fortunate enough to be on the same VIP tour and had just an instant attraction to one another. I think we're very similar with our businesses and our sense of humor and she's just got such a dynamic energy and presence and we just had so much fun touring with everyone and doing fun candid photo shoots with the different owners of different brands and we've continued that on to a couple of shows in Vegas including High Point and she's just one of my favorite people. She's fearless and she's vulnerable and she's hardworking and she's, you know, really passionate about the things in her life, her family, design, her chic happens and being sober. So I'm very blessed to call her a friend and I'm super excited to see her again, hopefully shortly. Have a great day and I love you, Natalie. Bye. Thanks, Kim. When I first met Natalie, I had no idea that she had a whole other nine designer alter ego going on that started to flourish with the advent of Instagram. She had been starring in beauty-focused Instagram videos, which she coins struggle videos. In these posts, Natalie would try out new beauty products live from her bathroom set and would always come up against challenges. She could laugh at herself and at her plight, and we, the viewers, like the 1.3 million of us, laughed along. At this point in her career today, interior design has taken a back seat. And while she has a few projects, most of her work energy goes into Instagram TV, building out her brand on her online shop, and a weekly podcast called Chic Happens, which happens to be one of the top 115 comedy podcasts on iTunes. On the show, she and co-host Cousin Jane cover everything from design to marriage, as well as recovery and mental health issues. It's these topics, recovery and mental health, which she is so open about discussing. It's those that prompted me to see if Natalie was available to chat. Thinking about the fear and stress in times of corona, exacerbated by isolation and unemployment and gobs of messaging related to drinking one's way through quarantine, I wanted to touch base and find out how Natalie was doing and if she could provide words of encouragement for those who might be having a hard time of it. Thrilled that she could peel herself away, much like one of the many beauty masks she has experimented with on camera, Natalie was happy to participate. I hope you enjoy my lively conversation with the funny, resilient, extroverted introvert, Natalie Riddell. Hey, Jane. How are you? Natalie, Commander. I'm fantastic. How are Happy you? Happy quarantine. Thanks. Thank you. Where, where are you right now? Um, in Richmond, Virginia, just at the city. <laughs> yeah. In the house, at the house, all the house. Because no, I saw, okay. um, first of all, I just want to say, I have missed you. I have missed you. I know, you. I've missed you too. I've missed you too. I really have. I was so glad to hear from you. Well, you have always been like such an amazing bright spot on the trade yeah. show circuit. You know, I we would like sometimes text each other, like, can we see each other for a few minutes? And course your schedule is always super duper busy mine is 
busy as well, but it's just, um, but what I really love is that I can find you and watch you on Instagram. (laughs) More than you ever wanted. (laughs) You know what? Not really. I mean, quite frankly, I can watch you for a very long time. You (laughs) make me smile. I love, and Frank says the same thing. Like we love, we just love your eyes, you know, and you really connect with people. And you just make us smile and laugh. It's fun. I mean, I hope it makes people smile. That's really what it comes down to. And it helps. It helps. It's helpful for me too. I mean, it's really fun. And it's um, just a cool way to like engage with people. And, and I really am an introvert. And so it's a way for me to be an introvert, but not be isolated. Wow. Um, So that's, I think really why it's a good fit for me is because I can manage it and protect myself from losing my mind which is what nobody thinks I'm an introvert because I seem like a social butterfly but I literally collapse in bathroom stalls at market like I go sit in bathroom stalls on a toilet when I don't need to pee right right (laughs) to get a minute because I'm like I can't it's too much so it's good for me because I really can be home and kind of manage it but I'm not lonely well it's amazing and I love that you've that you describe yourself sitting on a bathroom stall because yeah, I mean, look, everybody has their flip side, you know, we, we can't all be right. up all the time, but um, you really manage your introvertedness well in, Thank you. in, in crowds and, and events. Because, well, I've wow. learned because of that. I mean, I've learned because I've like collapsed in potties. Cause I'm just like, I have to, I just need a minute. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's only taken me years of collapsing in toilet stalls to finally be like well one thing is you know you always think of an introvert as like somebody with a bookworm in the corner Mm -hmm. and you think of an extrovert as this big social butterfly I'm very social that's why I think I get used up you know I'm like an extroverted introvert but what it really means is where do you go to get more energy and I've got to retreat and if I don't retreat the wheels come off the bus Uh so it's that's once I learned that layer of it, that it's really more about where do you get energy? Cause I know people that are really kind of quiet and, um, sort of keep to themselves, but they get more energized being around people. Like it's been really interesting to watch my friends in this quarantine. Yes. Cause I'm like, honey, I was made for this. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little, I'm not saying it's my ideal world, but I'm like, do to do like having so much fun, happy to be home. Right. No pressure to go friend, out. Right. No pressure. Yeah, to I'm be, like, yeah. are you kidding me? Every email I got, I would like have to pull the car over because I'm like, oh my God, I just got goosebumps again. Cause another thing was canceled. I'm not lying to you, Jane. I'm like, <laughs> my life is my second life about to begin. You know, but, I, I mean, I do think I agree with you because, um, you know, gosh, nobody wants this like crazy death, this economic collapse, like all that stuff. But but by the same token, so many people were begging for like uh, a pause and and just having license to pause. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So and everybody's paused. It's the most intriguing. I mean, it's really like the coolest study in sociology ever. And partly what I was going to say is my friends that are extroverts are all like, oh, my God, I'm dying. Like, can we Zoom and everything? And I'm like, well, we can, but I'm busy. Anyway, I don't know what that has to do with anything. Yeah. But I'm really, I'm glad to hear from you. Yeah, no, totally. And I just also want to say that I did notice, and I don't exactly know when you changed your website and updated it. It's been a while, but when you got those like amazing photographs of you, like, Oh, thank you. Like I want a poster of you in my, in my room. <laughs> I mean, so seriously, well, but, but that's also because I know you. And so, you know, your personality comes across, right. but when did you do your website redo and what prompted that? Well, um, mainly when we went, when we added the podcast, so I'd say it's been the last year, I was in the process of updating it anyway, because it was pretty basic. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was sort of like a landing page and I had done my work up, but it wasn't like outstanding by any means. Um, One second. I want to just dial back a little bit because you you and I had an email exchange previously and, you know, we had been out of touch. So you kind of caught me up to speed. So I just want to, for those people who may not be familiar with with you your history you know I met you when you were a much more much busier in the interior design world 
and right. that was that was your focus and it's kind of been pulled um where you're being very selective on what you do in that world and you're heading more into lifestyle and and beauty and could you just in a nutshell tell us what that sure your and new also mm-hmm. i just need to apologize because i just i didn't realize we were already recording <laughs> and i just said the f-bomb at least once you did say it once but that's okay you know i okay i i feel like it's i'm sorry honey i, like I smiled honestly Jane, let's not pretend that i wouldn't have said it anyway okay I know. but i just needed to say it so that i said it that's thank all. you thank you <laughs> okay okay um so my my i went to college for interior design um i have had i've been i graduated in 2000 so i've been doing it for a long freaking time 20 years um about five years ago a little thing called instagram happened you probably heard of it yeah yeah <laughs> i started doing instagram which was mostly my design stuff um but i always have my entire life i've been like all my cousins my sister my friends i'm the guinea pig they'll be like okay i wonder if this new hair color at home works i'm like oh, i'll try it and they're all like of course you will <laughs> i'm literally the guinea pig um and so I'm always trying new contraptions and stuff mm-hmm. like that just for fun and getting myself into predicaments. Um, and so along with my design stuff on Instagram, I started doing videos on like live videos of me trying beauty products and things and then kind of reviewing them, but very honestly and mostly comically. Yes. Um, but it kind of is, it took off. Mm-hmm. And I mean, literally I can't go to market now, Jane, when I go, I walk in and people are like, wait, wait, wait. Does the snail nose mask actually shrink your nose pores? And I'm like, um, actually it does, but can I get your updated pricing? <laughs> I'll be like, okay, that's great, but can I see the new frames? Right, right. <laughs> sure, I'll send you the mascara that I only wear swimming or like whatever it is. It's hilarious, the mm. overlap. Um, but anyway. Where we're uh, all wasting our time. And I, I don't mean wasting, we're but we're, wasting you know, our time but, and money. Yeah. And mm-hmm. money. Putting I mean, it. Let's yeah. not kid ourselves here. This is where it's going. Um, there's a reason it's like multi-billion dollar, um, you know, business industry. Business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Business industry. Thank you. That Buy the sofa. We'll give you, you know, a year's supply of <laughs> mascara. <laughs> I know. Why are we not combining these? I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so that was just like a thing for fun, but it did really get traction and take off. And it was, it's for me, like an outlet. It's like a fun, you know, it's like fun. I have yes. fun it. And same thing about like kind of being introverted, but, um, giving me a way to connect with people. Um, but it has grown. And, um, at the same time, my, and it's not just the beauty stuff. Cause I do, I'll, I call them struggle videos, these videos, because I always, struggle it is never somehow I don't know it's never easy for right me. but we usually do okay in the end but it's a, it's a lot but people like to watch the struggle because I think I don't have a filter um and so I have fun doing them and I've now I do struggle like I'll do stuff in the kitchen that's always like a disaster but then somehow comes out so it's just fun and I do them live and I engage with people and we talk and laugh and they'll ask questions and people send me new ideas it's just fun so t- okay. question question just <laughs> technically yes. so when you're doing these um do you have your camera your is it are you um videoing these on your phone iPhone. Okay. And do you have like a stand where the camera is within distance so you can actually see the people that are, that are, um, <laughs> giving you comments? Like, I'm just curious how you do yes, it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But Jane, it's looks, I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I really need a studio, but the thing is that whenever I've even said that all my fault, like if I go in a different bathroom from the first right. bathroom, mm-hmm. people are like, where's your creepy attic door? Right. What, and I'm like, Okay, like everybody just what I think people like about them is they aren't staged. I mean, I'm literally in my kitchen. Right. So the way they first started in the bathroom, I have one of those clips. Looks like the lamps you had in college that you clip on your bunk bed. Sure. That clips and it holds your phone mm-hmm. and it has a light. And that's what I do. I right. just put the phone on Wi-Fi and the I, it basically sits in front of the mirror kind of. And I just can look back and forth from the mirror to the comments. And then in the kitchen, I do have um, a, a good ring, one of those ring lights. Yeah, I have one too. I just got one. Yeah. 
I put it's on the other side. I just put it opposite the island for me for good light. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do the same thing. Usually I clamp the stupid thing to like cookbooks that are stacked. I mean, it's, it is it is super makeshift, high right? Right. <laughs> Anyone can do this at home. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, this mine is all kind of just thrown together. Yeah. Um, but that's some of what makes it fun. Probably the most. I mean, this is not even, I'm not even kidding when I say this, the, by far the most frustrating thing about it is just that lives require a lot of, you need a good Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and you need like really good Wi-Fi. And if you don't have it, it's maddening. So that's, that's the only thing. So that can be frustrating. Um, like if I'm out of town or, you right. know, if like it's my son's home and he's online, everybody's using and, you know, it. everybody's online. I'm like, for the love of God, everybody get online. Right. So that can be frustrating, but I've learned over time. I think that's probably the most frustrating things, even for people like I've seen them on the weather channel trying to broadcast live and they're like, all right, we just got to go. We can't get a good signal. I'm right. like, that's just a common thing. But, I, I'm finding um, now with working at home, um, like I'll be, wanting to call somebody for a podcast and then I hear the lawnmowers and the blowers and I'm like oh darn I don't know the landscaping schedule around here because that's loud um you know I recently I started a podcast about eight months ago and guess what is the name of it it please tell us the name okay chic happens yes okay and it's on itunes it's on all the platforms. It's on iTunes. It's been in the top 115 for comedy in the United States okay. since we started it. It's done better than that some, but I mean, it's been at like the 50, but it's more kind of stays closer to 100. Um, I haven't listened, but, but you know, I'm going to start to subscribe and I'm totally going to listen. I, I miss podcasts. Sweet. Actually, now that I'm not driving, like that was my best time to listen. I, I've, heard there, I've heard other people say that too. They're like, we're falling behind on our podcast because we usually are commuting. Yeah. Okay. Well, go I, ahead. So honestly, on your podcast. Jane had yeah. never even flipping listened to one in my life when we recorded it. So I... I didn't I I'm I haven't I don't use I I tend to list I really love music mm-hmm. and I kind of find it therapeutic and so I tend to do music when I think a lot of people would do podcasts but when I do listen to them I get so fired up I love them good good anyway, well so I, she, I can't wait to ha- listen to yours yeah go ahead thank you and I'm gonna do the same so um she happens I you know I've had the commander and chic thing the self-appointed super fancy self-appointed title yes um for a long time that um so it seemed like a natural thing to incorporate that into you know more of kind of what the brand does and she happens and in my life um I've had a lot of adversity and hard things I've had to overcome some things and I've had some hard things mm-hmm. um and I tr- have tried to stay positive through all of it and just keep going and um I don't I definitely keep going. I don't know that I'm always positive about it, but I sure as heck try. Um, and so it's kind of, and it's like even the struggle videos, like they're always a struggle, but we get through them. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the underlying, but also I like, I like all things fancy, yes. fancy, fabulous, over the top. I mean, I just love everything, all things chic and fashion and all the things. So it's, that makes it kind of fun. It brings in like the style side of it, but it's also, I try and be very real. Mm-hmm. And yeah. honest and open and transparent. And I know that people, those are all like kind of creepy buzzwords now, but I don't, I can't think of another word other than just, I'm very much myself and I'm very much open. Well, and um, yeah. yeah, so and chic does happen. And, but, but we hang in there and get through. And like, I start and end every podcast with chic happens y'all, but we got this. And you have a whole store with chic happens. I mean, it's fun. It just, it, it's, it's a really good brand, Natalie. So congratulations for building it out and, and sticking Thank with you. it. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I have a budget of zero. Mm-hmm. And so it has all been totally like out of my wheelhouse and comfort zone, but it's been really fun. Um, it's been really fun and, and very just organic and it's brought me a lot of joy. And really, Jane, when I think back on what like just ha- I'm so grateful to Instagram they tick me off on every day on for a number of different reasons but most <laughs> just for any number of reasons hashtag algorithms and such but um and like password security and all that crap but 
but mostly I'm really grateful to Instagram because the amount of relationships that I've like my, I have some, all my, a lot of both. I've got 80% of my really good friends mm-hmm. I've met through Instagram. Yep. You know, I mean, and work connections and all those things. So my life is so much richer. And then, and what's so cool is like, I have some of my most loyal followers are in Sweden. I have a, a bunch in South Africa. Right. And so people are like, hi from Australia, hi from Sweden, hi from Germany. I mean, I have a number of followers in Italy. So they all get in the live video when we're in there together. Amazing, so right? Cool. Amazing. So you find your people and it, you're no longer limited to the people that live on your cul-de-sac and go to your church and your kids go to school with them. You know what I mean? It's just, it's like this whole wonderful, wide, exciting, fabulous world where you can connect with people that you know, to, with y'all common thing. Right. Who would have thought it, this, right? Like when you right. were, you know, 15, what did you, what did you want to be when you were a teenager? Right. Me really? Yeah. What did you want to be? Um, actually I started medical school, which uh-huh. everybody laughs every time I say that, which <laughs> I could see why, <laughs> I guess. but I really wanted to go to medical school. Um, and I went, I started at Emory in Atlanta in pre-med and really didn't like it. And mostly found myself in Atlanta bopping around antique stores and fabric stores. And I was finally like, you know what? That's, you know, so I have always been a very creative person, but I've never been like somebody that would make a living selling fine art. I knew that. Right. I'm not like, but I love doing creative things. So, um, to, but what I wanted to study for medical school is psychology because I just think people are crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm one of these people, so yes. it's this is not this is not a judgment thing. Um, but I'm just intrigued by like humans and human behavior, so that's really what it, what I wanted to do. And it, finally, I was like, why don't I just do interior design? Like, I always loved it. It's like an applied art. It's it is psychology. I mean, wh- what do we do more than anything? Oh Mediate. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, understand people in their space, understand how space affects behavior. I mean, so it's like, you know what? I, I, I really always loved interior design, but I kind of just didn't maybe know enough about it growing up to kind of really pick it as a field. Um, and I really did always love the idea of doing psychiatry, so, but I mean, psychology, but then once I made that decision, I'm like, this is such a no brainer. Mm-hmm. And that the day that I kind of came to that decision, I changed, I, I applied for the interior design program at Florida State. It's like I never looked back. It was mm-hmm. the best thing I ever did. I mean, it was like that was like what I was meant to do. And I, I, I felt like I was going uphill the whole time starting in the pre-med thing. And I just felt like this is a really long hill. Like yeah. if I'm going to – I mean, not, to, not just the training, but like for the rest of my life, is it going to feel like this? Why am I doing that? And what do I really love? And that's kind of when I asked that question, then it was the rest is history as far as the design stuff. So great when you make a choice like that and it's just like, it's the right choice, you know? It's so hard when you're stuck and you know, it's not, you Mm -hmm. know? So then I was finally like, you know what? This is, that must be what it is. So yeah, yeah, it was, it was a good thing. Designers, Howls is excited to announce a brand new initiative focused on serving your specific needs as design pros. Howls Pro is a new pro-exclusive destination where you can access new tools, education, and analytics to take your business to the next level. You're invited to explore Howls Pro, which includes the brand new CRM tool to manage client inquiries, marketing to build your company brand, plus Ivy, the incredibly popular designer software for managing your business. Learn more at pro.house.com. So, Miss Miss Natalie, you are sober for twelve years plus, and that yep. is um, something that you've that you talk about on your website. You're very open about it and helping others, and with this whole new way of living, I have just noticed like the, you know, happy hour all day, cocktails all day, this and that. And, and that coupled with just the stress of getting along. And I thought, you know, I want to talk to you about being sober in times like these and words of encouragement and what's it like and do these messages. I mean, I don't even know, like, do these messages, do you even, do you hear them? Do you pay attention? What, 
where it's like I I am a casual drinker. Um, mm-hmm. And when I first when I think the hit the fan with this whole thing when it really felt like it was hitting home, the first thing I thought of in my car I was driving was. I just want to drink like that was and which is not really um, it was a little bit of a surprise to me to feel that. But mm-hmm. it was the first thing that I felt. And then I came home and got distracted with work and didn't do it. But I just want to talk a little bit. I'm not sure exactly where to start because it's not like sure. really my comfort zone. But well, I don't yeah. think you're alone in that feeling, you know, and I'm this honestly, this um, the whole pandemic quarantine thing is sort of like a perfect storm for people who struggle with addiction. Mm -hmm. And so often it's true for me, for my case, um, mental health issues are tied into that. And same thing. It's like, let's create an environment (laughs) in which people will collapse in on themselves under stress, isolation, like isolation is so dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and, you know, people are losing their jobs their kids are home. You're trying to still work from home and homeschool your kids. Like all, I mean, I don't need to tell you all the things, all the stressors. Um, there is an uptick by like 437%. I think I saw yesterday of like memes and posts on alcohol consumption right now. Mm -hmm. Isn't that wild? I mean, like in the last three weeks, it's gone up 437%. That's no joke. And so, um, here's, here's the hard part about not drinking. The hardest part, it's not the only hard, part. there are a lot of hard parts right. about it. The hardest part for me was my whole life was sort of that kind of natural response is I'm just going to have a cocktail. Let me just pour a glass of wine instead of dealing with the crap, you know, that got me like, then I don't deal with the crap. I just drink through the wine. Then I start another day, mm-hmm. but also what is the hardest thing that I have to deal with every day, which is really what probably the most pro like the most relevant thing I do every day is like, okay, how am I going to keep myself from getting in that place where I feel like the only way I can cope is drinking. Mm -hmm. That's the hard part. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, okay, you have to say no to that. Okay. You need to go for a run. Okay. You have to be honest about your feelings about that because you're not telling him you're frustrated or whatever. So it's more like I didn't do a lot of those things. You know, I would, that's how I would cope. So what I have to really be proactive about is like, don't go, don't get there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why like start to recognize sooner when I feel like, I mean, that was some of my learning about being an introvert. Like, okay, now I understand you really just need time at home. So go home. And mm-hmm. if I ever, drink again, Jane, I will not survive it. I I promise you it will be a quick downfall. (laughs) It will be a a fast decline and I won't survive it. I I know that I will be so tangled up from the, I will drink myself to death. Something bad would happen and it wouldn't take long. So I know in my heart of hearts, Mm -hmm. like alcohol is like a loaded gun. And so I don't look at it like, could I manage my, I cannot manage my life and drink. I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't, I've tried. I can't have one glass. I mean, if there's more alcohol, (laughs) don't think I haven't taken alcohol for people's freaking tables and restaurants. Right. Okay. I mean, and I don't even understand the people that can like put a bottle of wine with a cork in it back in the refrigerator. (laughs) I literally this day, I remember somebody gave me a really pretty like wine stopper. Yes. What's that for? Onto a curtain. (laughs) (laughs) What a lamp video? Recovery is very isolating. Like you feel like the only it's part of the reason I'm open about it Mm -hmm. is when I first got sober, I felt like the only person anywhere that wasn't drinking. And the only and it's like you're fighting for your life, but you're by yourself. I saw somebody did a post recently. I shared it like in my stories. It was something like since this started, it was funny. I'm going to say it. I'm going to mm-hmm. butcher it, but it was basically like, wait, so we're fighting for our lives against a disease we can't see. And we have to quarantine for like, we've all been to rehab or jail. <laughs> we've been fighting a disease. We can't see our whole life. We were made for this. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, that is so true. Cause that's really 
I fight for my life every day. Mm-hmm. It That sounds more dramatic than what it feels like. But I mean, I get up and I'm like, you know what? You need to go exercise. Like exercise keeps me alive. Right. It helps me deal with my med- You have to take your meds. I mean, every night, ironically, I use a shot glass, which I only recently put that together. Yes, yes. <laughs> like how ironic that I put my meds in a freaking shot glass on my nightstand. It kind of cracks me up. But I mean, at night I put them there. So I take what I, what I'm supposed to take. Mm-hmm. I have ADD and depression stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have to be disciplined about those things. And the reason I have to be disciplined is because I have to stay sober and I have to stay sober. So I stay alive. Um, and you have, and- I mean, as you, as I've seen on your um, website and also I think we've talked about it in the past, like your son is such an amazing um, support for you and just like, so proud of you, you know, which he's so, yeah, I was, yeah, he's, um, he's amazing. And when I first started doing the uh, part of what reason I mainly ever shared it was he was like, mom, you should be so proud of yourself. And we moved to Virginia, he got new friends and they'd come over and they were downstairs. I was coming down the stairs and I felt we met, we moved from my hometown where I had a family intervention and had publicly drunk too much, plenty of times. Everybody there knew Mm -hmm. I was fine with it. I was fine with it. We moved here and I'm like, Oh, Sky was in sixth grade. I'm like, how cool. I never said out loud to anybody, but in my head and heart, I'm like, yay, he can have not an alcoholic mom. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Like, I'm not going to tell anybody because yay for Sky. So we move here. And like one of the first times he had friends over, I was coming downstairs and he was, I don't know how it even came up, but he was like, oh no, my mom doesn't drink. She's sober. She's been sober for like six years. I'm just so proud of her. I'm like, Oh my God. I mean, I'll never forget. I like stopped on the landing and I was like, do you know what? That kid is so proud of you. And here you are feeling ashamed, ultimately feeling ashamed. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I wouldn't have said that I felt ashamed about it, but I'm like, I'm still treating it like it's a, it's a disadvantage about me and that it's a, Mm. a scar on me. I don't mind scars because I've got them and I'm I figure scars only happen to people that survive. (laughs) So I don't mind scars. Right. Um, But I felt like I was kind of holding shame in it. I'm like, if that kid can be proud of me, then shame on me for not being proud of me. And it totally changed it for me. Mm -hmm. And, and when, when I started doing Instagram, he was like, mom, you should share about being sober. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. And I wrote a blog post when that was still a thing. Um, called sober is the new black. And I use that hashtag now. Um, and I just try and be open about it because it is very lonely. Um, and I mean, it's one of the reasons like AA meetings and and NA meetings are good because people want to feel connected and you want to recovery is weird. Like sober people, you feel like people in recovery call people that aren't like normies. Because they're normal. <laughs> like, so am I a normie? You're normal. Am I a normie? You're, totally, you're a normie. <laughs> you're the cutest normie on the planet. No. Like you're a normie because you can put a wine stopper in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Like I am not a normie. And so it's like you're different. You know, you're you're different. Um, and it is there, is, there are definitely like typical patterns about people that are in recovery that normal people kind of don't do. And so it's nice to have people that understand that crazy. Right. Um, right. And to check yourself. It's easy. I mean, we all do it. It's alcohol or not. You you know when you get get in some bad habits or you get stuck or you start, you know, to get kind of off kilter and you're like, all right, I gotta regroup. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've just had to learn to do that sooner rather than later. Um, so one of the things I am trying to do is like like it helps me doing things like the live where I am still connected. Yeah, I have um, like my my best friend Sarah she is normal but um she is she's so like behind me on my recovery and um so like I can talk to her about anything about it and um and I have a couple really close friends that are in recovery so it's important and we've taught we text a fair amount during all this mm-hmm. just like hi how's right. it going are you okay like just to check in with each other because you do like a little bit like a buddy not, system I mean or a having little bit somebody like touch and base yeah. mm-hmm. a little bit accountable a little bit touch and base but also just feeling like people that understand it um yeah. I still I know better I mean this is stressful mm-hmm. you know right now my, my husband has Parkinson's disease um 
and has gone downhill really quickly. And I mean, we're at a point right now where like he falls once a week. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not good. I mean, I'm, it's, it's pretty, I have a hard time understanding him when he talks now also, and you'll probably remember this a couple years ago, Skylar, my son's best friend drowned on vacation with us while he was swimming with Skylar. Yes. Like that's one of the other Mm -hmm. she captains things. Um, and Skylar dealt with it incredibly well when Mm -hmm. we went through it. But a month ago he called from college and was like, mom, I drove myself to the hospital. I think I've had a heart attack and he was having a panic attack. He's never had anything like that in his life. And it's basically like a post-traumatic stress thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he's had, I had to bring him home. He is now home, ironically home with the quarantine, but we actually had to medically withdraw him from school because of like panic attacks. So he is now home dealing with that. Um, so it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It is a <laughs> and lot. I, and I get really overwhelmed by all of it. And, um, so I, I, I'm, I, I get it and I still find myself some days where I'm like, I just wish I could get help from under, can I just have a minute? Can I just have a minute? I just need a minute. Like, I just need a minute to catch my breath. And I feel like I kind of can't seem to catch a break. And so, I mean, you just have to keep going. And I mean, here's the, here's the scary, scary, dangerous part about the drinking thing Mm -hmm. in a situation like this. Um, most like it is literally like you've built a fire and then you go get a gasoline can and pour it on when it comes to like anxiety and depression, it feeds that fire. I mean, immediately you feel better, but it's like drinking a depressant. You know, I mean, I did that mm-hmm. for a lot of, I drank Prozac with vodka for years. I was good at it. Right. And right. never understood why my depression wasn't fixed <laughs> entirely. Um, so that part is scary. Um, and people have time. Yes. You're like kind of stuck. And so it's not like, well, I've got a board meeting. I have to have my act together. Well, shoot, I'll just make a cocktail. It's five o'clock. Sure. Nobody, <laughs> nobody well, is around you. What else am I going to do? Nobody's here. I don't have to drive anywhere. Nobody's going to smell your breath. Out. It's Nobody like, smell your yeah. breath. I mean, you're home. So, I mean, I totally, the, the old me would have been, yes. Listen, I'd be <laughs> having margaritas at two o'clock every day. Yeah. Um, so I get it. It's just about, I mean, here's the thing I've always ended up finding about alcohol. Like even when Skylar's best friend drowned, I was scared I would relapse mm-hmm. or everybody around me thought I would relapse. The minute it occurred to me that if Skylar ever needed a sober mom, it was when his best friend just drowned while he was swimming with him. And I was like, okay, that's it. <laughs> this isn't hard anymore. Right. This isn't about you. And this isn't about any of it and what I've, anything except Skylar and Nina sober mom. And it was like a flip, a switch was flipped for me. Thank God. Um, and I've kind of tried to go back to that when it's gotten hard, but the other part of it is too, I always, my whole life, it was like, I'd be so close to kind of getting to things or achieving things. And I would always end up Mm self-sabotaging myself, which is redundant, but (laughs) I always end up self-sabotaging. Like I'd be so close, but just not quite ever be able to get there. Um, And I would say the best thing that's happened to me in recovery is like, I'm able to sometimes get there now to the places where I thought maybe I would be able to get to before, but I couldn't because I get in my own way. Yes. And I feel that to me has been one of the most rewarding things about recovery. And I'm like, don't, you don't want to go back to that. You did that forever. Like, don't go back to that, you know? And, and, and the other part of it is like, I've felt going through some of this hard things, like it's already hard on you. If you start drinking, you know what you do it's only going to get harder. Right. So then you're going to get out. You will get to the other side of this, but you're going to get to the other side of this and have lost everything. Maddie, this is me talking to myself. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I figured. Yeah. I, you, she and I talk a lot. <laughs> and so I'm like, really, is that what you want? So on the other side of this, you actually want to have squandered everything. And I, this, you, I mean, you heard people say it, but I really, really, really for me, mm-hmm. My recovery is like a superpower. It is my edge. It is like 
it's how I have, do well when I do well. It's because I'm not drinking. It's because I'm not drinking. I mean, I, I hate that it all goes back to that, but my life has been better since I've stopped drinking and I've gotten out of my own way. There has been so much crap. I mean, th- my husband getting Parkinson's, I can't even tell you how many things, <laughs> you know, Tyler drowning. I mean, since I've been sober, some of the most difficult things I've ever been through have happened. And the reason I made it is because I was sober. Right. I truly believe that. I, again, being on your website and I encourage, um, anybody that's listening to visit natalieriddell.com and you have a whole episode of your podcast that talks more about, um, alcohol abuse and, and recovery. And you talk about it, like it's a grab your tissues. Right. Um, so I know that's on your site also just, there are links and things as well on your site that people can go to, to, you know, find out if for support. Yep. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I really do more. The reality is my recovery. It is so woven into my life. I actually talk about it a lot on the podcast, but there are a couple specific, specific episodes that I talk more about it. And I'll occasionally do on my Instagram, like I'll do a live question and answer for people that can ask questions about recovery. So I've, I try and regularly touch on it and it's pretty clear what those podcasts are on the podcast. Like it'll say sober is the new black or staying sober is hard or whatever. So you can access them easily. But the other thing I added to the, website because I, my, my following is a mix of people, but I definitely have a fair amount of people in recovery that follow me. Mm -hmm. Um, and like we'll do the makeup videos and whatever, but they're, I know that they're sober. And, um, one time I shared, and one of the first times I shared in a live about my recovery, you cannot believe how many people were like, I've got five years. I have two months. I have 27 years. My dad's been sober for 50 years, all in the live. And I'm like, you know what? We're effing rock stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cannot even deal with this. And how, how much support that gave me and how much I think support we all felt. So there is a place on my website called that I've made that's called sobriety clocks. And I put mine on there first and it, every it is in live time adding up my sober time yes and I have a picture of myself and a little story about myself and a picture with Scholar, picture me Scholar, and it has my clock and then I just said anybody that wants a clock I want to add all our time together like mm. uh, cumulatively I can't even get over it so anybody that wants email so now we have a bunch up there people in recovery that'll send me an email with, and you can do it anonymously, but your time is up there. Right. Um, so anybody that is in recovery that would like to do that, please. What I hope is, first of all, you're proud of yourself. Second of all, every time I go on there, I'm like, so encouraged by all of it. Um, and also I just think it makes other people be like, okay, you're not the only one. Look at all of us out there doing this. So, so, so that people can thing on there. People can email you their picture, a little story yep. and their time that they've been sober and you'll put a clock up for them. Absolutely. Natalie at natalieriddell.com. And you can put as much up there. You can put that much. But you also can just put your name and okay. it could be anonymous. Mm-hmm. You can put your ex-husband's right. name. I don't care. Right. It's just about having a clock that you feel proud about. That's, that's such the a great idea. Have, it's so fun. It mm. makes me so happy. Um, and so that's there. And then also I have things like playlists, um, all kinds of fun stuff on the website. Well, like I said at the beginning, um, it looks so good. You know, Thank I just, you. I love your, I love your glamour shots and they're very you <laughs> so and <laughs> so fun. well, it looked like you had a good time and, um, you're a beautiful person inside and out. Thank you, Jane. You know, I feel the same about you. I appreciate it. Oh, yes. One thing just to add, because I know this is design ish, but assuming we all survive this pandemic yes. and we ever go back to market, when I go to market, I have AA meetings. Uh-huh. Um, and so if anybody is in recovery and is going to market and feels unsure about that, I started them because when I started recovery, I almost didn't come to market because I was so scared of all the chandeliers and shot glasses and all the things, you know, (laughs) champagne and (laughs) velvet, which is fine. But I always felt like, I don't know if I can even go there. It's just alcohol everywhere. And I was still 
felt fragile in my recovery. This was earlier on um, and couldn't find any support for it. So if people are going to market and if I'm going to market, just check my Instagram before market and I'll have a schedule if that's ever, or email me or message. It'll me happen ever... again. It'll happen yeah. again. Oh, I know. You know, I'm teasing. Yes, I but know. Just, but... just to give people a heads up, if you are in recovery and want that kind of support, just reach out to me and I can help you either find it or I'll be there. That That's great. I, I know that you, um, when did you launch that? Like, did you have, how many? A couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Universal Furniture, I love them. Posted it for you. And they offered, um, like I use their conference, they're really, they have that gorgeous conference room. And I'm Jane, it's every, what we've done in the past, I think at eight every morning, they have it there. They already have it set up with coffee and juice. I always get donuts, but they have been so gracious to let us host in there where it's a private room in the conference room. And mm-hmm. it's, it's been awesome. And I mean, after doing that, like there are so many people, I had no idea were in recovery that, um, I know in the industry, and then it's like you see each other at market after knowing, and we're like, hey, right? <laughs> you know, you just it's that same thing of feeling like, okay, I thought I was the only person here in recovery, and look, I'm not the only one, you know. It's amazing how much that can be helpful. So that that is um a helpful thing to anybody that is curious about that. Just shoot me an email or get on the website or come on my Instagram. Yeah. Well, you're like an amazing example of stripping shame from this. You know, it's like, it's something that happened. You're it's, it's, um, the best thing, like you said, that's happened to you. Well, besides Instagram, yeah, that's happened <laughs> to you. And I mean, congratulations on your 12 plus Thank years. Thank you. And I, I love it. you. And I love you too. Thank you for letting me do this. I appreciate it. Okay, my dear, stay safe. I Thank can't wait to darling. listen to Chic Happens and um, <laughs> and I will love be in you. touch. All right. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Seb. I sincerely hope you got something of value from the podcast that feeds your brain and fills your heart. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you're in the interior design trade and related industries and would like to sign up for a complimentary subscription to the printed or digital magazine, visit designerstoday.com right now and sign up. Until next time.